An Eichel backhander on goal save. Rebound, they score! Barbashev in front. 7-1 Golden Knights. The party is on in Las Vegas. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. What has happened here has been simply incredible. Not only is Vegas a hockey town, it's a championship town. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your home for access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Training camps are open around the National Hockey League, including at City National Arena with the Vegas Golden Knights. A media day taking place today. (laughs) Celebrate it. And that's the day where all the teams across the league get to go through the openings for their respective scoreboards, our radio reads. You're listening to the Fox Sports Las Vegas broadcast of the Vegas Golden Knights Mm -hmm. uh, with Dan, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we did some social media stuff today, uh, interviews with Ashley Weiss, uh, with all the players that you'll see on Script Sports uh, in the next few months. Uh, a lot happened around uh, City National Arena, and tomorrow is the start of on-ice mm-hmm. sessions divided into three groups, and they will go from morning to Mid to late afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. You've got the Golden Knights on the ice tomorrow. There's a session at 9 a.m., a session at 11 a.m., and a session at 2 p.m. So uh, essentially wall-to-wall hockey all day tomorrow. We're going to be at the rink all day tomorrow, and then we're going to come here and dissect everything that we see tomorrow at 4 o'clock. I think I've made arrangements. Okay. I have to confirm this. Okay. But I put it out there with Garrett Calloway Mm -hmm. to use Studio 31. Nice. Nate Ewell is checking on the availability because we were doing some things with Script Sports today. Mm-hmm. But I think we can slide into, if you want to just watch the very last session, mm-hmm. and then there's media availability yeah. after. Uh, so we may be able to go to Studio 31 tomorrow. So on ice at 9, there'll be a, a flood in between that session, and then Group 2 will mm-hmm. be on at 11. And the third group will be on at 2 o'clock. And uh, media availability, we'll get a chance to uh, talk to all the players, uh, catch up on some of the storylines that we've targeted uh, throughout. And Kelly McCrimmon will probably speak tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I'm anticipating that. Uh, Bruce Cassidy uh, will be available. So uh, tomorrow is going to be a jam-packed show, which will include another surprise. I can't tell you what it is right now because it would ruin the surprise. But I'm going to have another surprise for you guys tomorrow. Another surprise tomorrow. Yeah, something uh, just on top of the opening day of training camp. Generally, when you tell someone what the surprise is ahead of a time, that tends to ruin the surprise, just putting it out there. Well, what he's doing, he's he's teasing. He's teasing the surprise. Hey, is is it about a signing? Is, Is it about... A hiring is about. I'm not going to tell you anything. Oh, no mm-hmm. hints at all. No. no, 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 no. It's a tease. A jerk. We. It, it's not just for us, Chapman. Well, he could tell us in the break. Well, he could tell us. He didn't say he wasn't going to tell us. He that's just fair. said I'm not that he's you. not. Uh, that's he's not, not yeah. Because then, you then I surprise. would be in trouble. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I don't oh, like wow. being in trouble. Okay. All right. Uh, huh. But we had a very high level meeting. Like okay. Me and two other people today. Two other people about this surprise. 
It's a big surprise. And I'm, I'm really excited about this. It, it, hold on. Does it have to do with sweaters? I can't tell you that. Oh, See, this is what I, that's why I said I'm not going to tell you anything. All I, I want to know is, the, were you the lowest person in terms of... Like I'm 5'11". Importance. I'm not that tall. Well, in, in terms of importance, <laughs> you had a meeting with two other people. I'm, I'm going to assume you were the least important person in that room. Talk about rank. Well, like organizationally? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I consider myself pretty valuable. Well, it doesn't matter what you consider yourself. What, no, no, my, no. Uh, value and ranking are, are two different things. Yeah. I'm incredibly valuable. Mm-hmm. I would say organizationally, mm, I am, I was middle of the pack. Middle of the pack. Oh, yeah. so so someone was lower than you, and someone was higher. I well, stumbled. There's two I, other yes, people. Yes. The surprise. I, I <laughs> smack knew, dab in the I middle. I knew it was coming. Okay, but I just got some more information about the surprise, mm-hmm. and I found out about this. I wasn't really supposed to know, <laughs> but I walked. <laughs> I walked into a setting. Okay, and they had to tell me. Huh. So I was I was involved in it that way. But I'm really I'm really excited. About this surprise, and I, I wish I you, knew who those two you people guys, are. You guys will be really excited uh, about the surprise. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what the surprise is. I have no idea, but I feel like I have an idea. I just what got the a text is. from one of the people in the uh, in the meeting. It said, "Massive surprise," telling you Massive to stop talking surprise. about it. Yes, yeah. Basically, that's what it was <laughs> can, saying. Can you stop? Do not let this get out, please. <laughs> Do not let this get out because there's a lot of secrets around the office right now. Really, a lot of stuff happening. So media day, they were shooting the uh, the scoreboard openings, mm-hmm. um, some of the uh, player intros. But the other part that people are focused on right now mm. is what's going to happen on the night of October 10th. Yep. How is it going to go down on opening night of the National Hockey League season mm-hmm. in which Stan comes back to T-Mobile Arena mm-hmm. And they raise the Stanley Cup championship banner. Mm-hmm. How's that? Because you know, having watched other organizations go through this, how special of a night that is, mm-hmm. especially when the team wins its first Stanley Cup championship and they raise the banner. But then you add in the theatrical tradition mm-hmm. of the Vegas Golden Knights. What is that night going to be like? And the details have been guarded with the utmost security. I've been able to fandangle because I, I hide <laughs> around the corner. Of course you do. I pretend that I'm walk not walking into a room when I go, oh, I didn't know you guys had this room booked. Weird. And I, I, I found out some details. You like water too? I, I, know, I know some stuff that, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool, okay. But uh, I don't know at all. So my goal is to try and find out all the details leading up to uh, October tenth. Tomorrow's surprise has nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with nothing to night. do with that. Okay. Does it have to do with more than? See, I can't tell you. See, this is this is. I I I, I fell for it. Like I wasn't gonna do you, it. You, but you, you said can't, surprise. You can't, you can't help yourself. No, I. I you, it's it's impossible for me. You tell see, me no, there's I'm a done. surprise. I'm I'm fine. Well, I no, can... because I feel like I feel like I'm on to something. Because I, there's there's little tells from Darren. Like we're going to really enjoy it. There are a couple no, of yeah. things in hockey that we really enjoy, Chapman. You and I. Okay. 
I don't even know what that is. And, I, and I'm give, the one giving the hint. See, oh. I like how Darren basically described himself as Inspector Clouseau. <laughs> yeah, Do you know how many people plants? know who Inspector Clouseau is? I would imagine our audience. Look, they remade the, the modern... movies with Steve Martin. <laughs> What's the modern day Inspector Clouseau? Well, they, they made the movies no, just a few years ago. What's the modern day Inspector Clouseau? I don't know. Is, the, is there one? I don't know. I mean, listen, if, if I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I like the original movies. I have not so seen do the I. new when ones. Was the, when was the original? Pop it Probably up. Probably like the 60s. I mean, Pop that, it up. That guy was in. Uh... So the 60s. <laughs> That's before I was around. And you guys call me old. Yeah, but the movies so are gotta classic. Be a better, there's got to be a better reference to Millard is channeling his inner. Uh, so the first to, one was 1963. The, okay, that's before me. 1963. That was the Pink Panther movie. A Shot in the Dark was 1964. That was the sequel. <laughs> what so, was the What was the girl's name in the original? Koopachin or something. Ryan like the that? Hockey Guy. Yep. That's on Twitter. I wasn't actually saying like, oh, like talking to you. It's Ryan the Hockey Guy on Twitter or Magnum 702 on Twitter. <laughs> Magnum 702. Give us the modern day equivalent of Inspector Clouseau that we can relate this to as me trying to get to the bottom of what's going to happen on October 10th. And that's, of course, going to be well after the uh, the big surprise that I've got for you uh, tomorrow. Now uh, I'm just now I'm just looking forward to tomorrow. I just I want to know what the surprise is. Can we like is. just go home tonight and Let's be done with the now. show? Yeah. Well, I can <laughs> we'll tell just you come what. back tomorrow. <laughs> Yesterday this time? Yeah. I was close. I was really home. close. Yes. You were ahead you of would, home. You had quit seven times. Yes. On a on a crumpled up napkin that I pulled out of my pocket. Uh if you were part of the show yesterday, and we love having all of our new fans with us, the the staples of our audience, the day oneers, mm-hmm. outstanding. But we grew such a massive audience during the course of that Stanley Cup run last mm-hmm. year. Uh, we love having everybody back together. But we have some fun with the various difficulties during certain times uh, of this program. <laughs> uh, so yesterday the phones wouldn't work. We couldn't get the, – the phone would work, but we couldn't get the callers on the air. Yeah. Eventually we got there. We got a couple of bugs to work out, like when people are on, on hold waiting to come on the air, they can't hear the show, and then they turn up the radio. And then when we put them on the air, we get feedback, and we have to say, hey, Stan, put down your – turn down your radio. We don't like to do that, so we like to have things uh, fine-tuned. We're, we're not quite fine-tuned yet. But, uh, but the fact that people love our show so much uh, – big topic in the office today, hmm. but the phone's not working. Yep. Or yep. not getting it uh, on the air. Like, fun fun conversation. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, about uh, me posting on Instagram. I, I like the Chapman, video. Well done. Uh, Chapman trying to maneuver around this, this challenge. And the fact that I was not exactly supportive well. was and, and doubled down on the on by by recording them. Sure. Uh, and then when I got home, uh, Jennifer, my wife, mm-hmm. uh, said, uh, hi, Daddy. She calls me Daddy. Uh, I call her Mommy. It's Mommy Daddy. Okay. Uh, it's, it's not, don't, don't go there. I didn't please. do anything. Uh, I didn't uh, say but, anything. Uh, she's like, hey, Daddy. Uh, <laughs> Defensive mid- much. She okay. Was, hey, Daddy. Mid-season form today. Yeah. yeah. No, and like there was, there was a moment where Chapman takes that first call and then looks down at the board, right, yesterday. Yeah. And it was just 
deer in the headlights. <laughs> there was nothing there. And and Darren looks at me, Darren looks at you, and he's just like, okay, here we go. And it turned out to be 10 minutes of really chaos. uncomfortable chaos. See, yeah. but the best part was I was able to make a promo out of Darren mocking the fact that we are not a well-oiled machine and saying he purposely took the first two weeks off yeah. to work out so we could work out the bugs. Yeah. And we didn't. Didn't work. Didn't work. By the so, way, guess what's on the board today? A little sticker that says phones? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's there. It was brought out to me <laughs> in the office today. Because somebody that did not hear uh, yesterday's segment said, well, wasn't Chapman there last week? Didn't it work last week? Mm-hmm. And I, uh, oh, look, is that a caller trying to get through? Let's test it. Um, uh, the, the person said, didn't it work last week? Mm-hmm. I went, yes, it did. It did. It yep. did. Yep, it did. But Chapman wasn't there. <laughs> Chapman did take calls last week. So he still couldn't figure it out. I think that there was a setting that was changed on the mm-hmm. board. From from what I could gather, and, and again, I'm not certain when it comes to this stuff because, as, as you said yesterday, it, it's not necessarily my job to know. It's a different job. Chapman mm-hmm. does a great job doing it more often than not. Um, he does a job. Hey, he does a job. Uh, the fact of the matter is, like, I there's a lot of buttons as you as you mentioned. There's a lot of lights on the board. I, I think that it was just a simple setting, Chapman. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but there was a button that that needed to be pressed, and it was a scenario where you just you, you couldn't pinpoint where that button needed to be. Well, what it is is the way the board is set up. Everything is very different than what the previous board was. And you have to push a button, but then you have to go to this, like, monitor here that's lit up, mm-hmm. and you have to push multiple buttons. Then you have to scroll through. How many, how many buttons do you have to press probably to get like, the phones up and running? Probably, like, three or four. Seems like a lot. Yeah, okay. it's, it's, it's a process. So, now, the previous board, which was invented the year that Inspector Clouseau. 1963, <laughs> yes. Uh, seemed to be a little simpler. Much simpler, right. yes. Uh, we got our first um, updated Inspector Clouseau. Adrian yeah. Monk from Monk. Hmm. The show. I don't know whether it's well known enough, but that's a good suggestion. It's a, that's good, a good suggestion. That's yeah, a good that's, place to to get us going. That's Stephanie Monk. Yep. Okay. There's you know who our friend Ari is a big fan of that show. Loves Monk? that show. Monk. That, that does sense. not surprise me. Yeah, it tracks hundred yeah. percent. I've never seen it. So if you're the Vegas Golden Knights, <laughs> you're going into this season. Is there a is there a comparison to trying to get the board going? Because that's a challenge. It's something that you can work through, mm-hmm. but you got to it, it's a process, and you got to get you got to do it a couple of times to get used to it. Like, I'm not sure it's going to work smoothly next week, mm-hmm. but he's been through it a couple of times. He might have to get in here a little bit earlier. Sure. But it'll get done. Yeah. What's that area? with the Golden Knights going into training camp that starts tomorrow where you say it might take the preseason. Mm-hmm. It might take the first part of the season, the regular schedule, but it'll, we think we can get there. Or is there one with a team that's returning virtually all of its players? Yeah. It, it feels like there isn't going to be, much outside of you know, kind of the big one for me is you're talking about a shortened off season, right? Like it, it is a very short turnaround for a lot of these players. You win the Stanley cup, you celebrate the Stanley cup. The question is how much of 
you know, that shortened off season kind of, does it put you behind the eight ball at all? Now, the one thing I will say is this isn't a Vegas Golden Knights team that hasn't been in this position before. They've played late into the year many, many times. They've been among the final four in four out of the six seasons. So with all that being said, I I think that they have kind of an understanding of what they need to do over a shortened off season. Um, You know, I, I, I think that the other aspect too is, is just kind of like, what does the lineup look like for Vegas? We know that on defense, everything's pretty much figured out. I I think goaltending, we, we have a pretty good idea that it's going to be, you know, Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill, but You've got William Carlson, who, for the first time as a Vegas Golden Knight, is not going to have Riley Smith right there next to him. So mm. the chemistry there and, and who's going to kind of fill that spot, I think those are maybe the two things. The shortened off season, how it affects them early on in the year, and William Carlson, who's he going to play with, and how much time is that going to take for him to build chemistry? I think the shortened off season, outside of a couple of players, Aiden Hill, mm-hmm. uh, Jack Eichel, players that haven't gone deep before. Sure. Is going is, is not going to be a story. It shouldn't be a story. Winning and finding and finding that drive. Like that that's what everybody wonders. Mm-hmm. How do you turn it back on sure. after being on top of the mountain? Uh, and knowing some of these players who have already been through uh, defending a Stanley Cup and know the highs and lows and the challenges, I think it's going to be really uh, really important uh, for for Vegas. Special teams. Mm-hmm. is one where you'll get there. I, I think there's a lot of, of uh, growth that's available to this team mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to the power play. You've got Barbershev for a whole year. He fit in well there. If Dorofia plays uh, up, uh, a good chance that, uh, that that he's on the power play sure. with, with his skill. Yep. Or uh, a Brisson, if he, if he plays in the National League uh, with, with his abilities. And you couple everything else together – from a 17th ranked power play last year, mm-hmm. a power play that was really good at connecting at the right times during the playoffs. Yeah. Continuing to do that, but being just more consistent. That's, and, and I would, both special teams, mm-hmm. the PK can be better yeah. uh, too. That's an area where if you're going to dissect a really good situation for Vegas, when I look at it, special teams, probably has the most growth. And that was kind of the, the, the main area that Bruce Cassidy highlighted, right, in, in terms of your conversation with him during during the rookie faceoff is, you know, you start to look at things, areas you can tweak, and if you can bring the percentages up of your power play and your penalty kill, and I think you you said something really important. They were timely in in the postseason. The Golden Knights, their penalty kill came through when it needed to. Their power play came through with big goals when it needed to. But from a consistency standpoint, if you can just get, you know, a couple percentage points more out of both of those units, I think, again, you, you look at everything else that the Golden Knights have going and, and the team that they're returning, you're going to feel pretty good about where they're at. Top power plays last year. Edmonton <clears throat> made it to the second round. Yep. Vegas beat them. Yep. Then you had Toronto, Tampa, L.A., and Dallas. So Vegas got through two of the top five power plays yeah. on their way. Yeah. To the, to the Stanley Cup title, and three of the top five are in their side of the conference divide, mm-hmm. uh, Los Angeles Kings uh, being the third and Toronto and Tampa being there. So you don't need to be the top sure. to, to be the, the best team, but it just makes life easier. And 
being productive is is great, but the other part of it is you don't have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to answer the questions from us about it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to listen to the pregame show and hear, hear it brought up. Mm-hmm. Not that that's what they're doing in the in the dressing room before the game, but uh, the 17th ranked power play and the penalty kill, which was 19th, you'd love for those to be inside the top 10. Sure. Anywhere inside the top 10. Mm-hmm. But it is incredible when you look at how dominant and efficient Vegas was en route to a division title, mm-hmm. conference title during the regular season, mm-hmm. and the Stanley Cup playoff run with a special teams that was on the bottom side of, of the halfway mark. Yeah. We, we get caught up in, in special teams sure. at times too much. But yeah, the I, timeliness of I agree. it I also agree. makes up for it. And and that's that's the big thing for me. Like when you look at last season, and there were multiple times throughout the year where power play penalty killed, those things were brought up, post game shows, whatever it might have been. And for me, it's always going to come down to when those goals come. Like percentages matter. They absolutely do. You want to have a a power play that isn't going to suck momentum from you, or is it at least a threat to score every single time it's on the ice. You're going to go through ebbs and flows. It's going to happen. Percentages do matter. But more than anything else, when the Golden Knights needed a power play goal at times, more so when Mark Stone came back into the lineup through that power play run, they got that timely power play goal. And I think if you're if you're looking at this season and you've got a healthy Mark Stone throughout the entirety of the season, I think that alone brings your power play percentages up because he's such a smart player. He opens up so many doors for everyone else around him. He's really the key for me on the power play for Vegas. And the power play in the playoffs was exactly halfway. Mm-hmm. Eighth out of 16. Yeah. Penalty kill was 12th. Mm-hmm. But I could sell you <clears throat> on the fact that the penalty kill was the biggest factor in advancing to the Stanley Cup final mm-hmm. and winning the championship. And it occurred in the fir- in the second round mm-hmm. against the Edmonton Oilers. Yep. The five-minute major, they only allowed one goal mm-hmm. in a game which Edmonton scored three power play goals, and it was the penalty kill that got them through it. Mm-hmm. So the percentages don't look good there. No. But the timeliness of it pushed them over the top. So there, there are two parts uh, mm-hmm. of that. And I try not to get too caught up in rankings. But when you're talking thirds to 10 to 20 to 20 to 32 mm-hmm. in the league in those ranking areas, I just like to be top 10. And I'm sure Bruce Bruce would be very happy with with top 10 in both areas. Yeah, the closer that the Golden Knights can get to those those metrics during the regular season, it's, it's going to make – life easier for them in route to the playoffs and in route to hopefully repeating as champions. And the only reason why I bring it up is there's not a lot that you can look at with this team because they did win Mm -hmm. and they were so successful on the way to winning Mm -hmm. with the banners that they'll put up because of the division, the conference, and then the, the ultimate uh, title. There's a, not a lot that you go, we have to, really improve there. Mm-hmm. There's some 
questions about who's going to slot in where. Sure. Whether Nick Wall moves up, whether it's Paul Cotter or Pavel Dorofiev or Max Comtois mm-hmm. uh, uh, who play there. What's going to, who's going to be the next man up on the blue line? Uh, there's, there's a lot of questions. Uh, but on, on personnel and potential placements. But as far as w- we need to improve here, every team has that. Sure. Whether you win or you finish 32nd. The list is different yeah. like in, in the length of it. Yeah. But that's, that's a, a good problem to have. For Vegas is wanting to just just tweak that a little bit on a on a upper echelon. Yeah, I I I agree. I, I think again that's probably going to be an area of emphasis and focus because it, it always is. But for a team that, as you said, went through the playoffs and were really dominant. Yeah, the Edmonton series was back and forth, but really it was a series where the Golden Knights took control five on five and they got timely. But it's why Vegas was 12th in the PK. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. But it was arguably a series that they won because their penalty kill came up big. That, that gives you an idea. In a crucial moment. It, yeah. And it gives you an idea of how good the Edmonton Oilers power yeah. play was, but how the golden Knights were able to find a way to get the job done on the penalty kill in that game without Alex Petrangelo, by the way. That is it, and remember the Colasar Petrangelo watching behind the scenes, yeah, yeah. like, like, like <laughs> two totally different. Uh, and Phil Kessel was uh, was not playing in that game; he yeah. was behind the scenes, and guys just handling that and being uh, either nervous or chill, uh, or responsible, or mm-hmm. uh, the anxiety uh, of that. You get opening night. You got the Seattle Kraken, which will be a major storyline uh, as well with with a Winter Classic. When do you think, with these seven preseason games, when do you start really zoning in on personnel playing with people that you expect them to be? Uh, I, I have to, I have to think it's the final two preseason games, right? Like that's ordinarily what it's been in the past. I, I want to say. That's kind of where Bruce Cassidy had everything zeroed in for Vegas going into, into into last season. Remember last year, it was all over the place. Yeah, like we were all over the place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bruce Bruce had his units <laughs> he, together the he way knew. he yeah. the way he wanted them to be. Yeah, and they changed as, as things went on. Yeah, but for we played we did that exercise. Mm-hmm. I remember doing it in this room. Yep. Uh, regarding who we will see as centers mm-hmm. and then potential wingers and whether the misfits would be together. Uh, much more solidified this time around. Mm-hmm. But if you start to take one piece out, like Nick Waugh up, mm-hmm. that changes things with that best fourth line in hockey. So there's there's the potential for some... I, I think there's potential for more movement mm-hmm. than people realize with the forward units. Yeah, and that's going to be something to kind of keep track of over the course of training camp, right? Because you you start to look at all the different things that the Golden Knights could do with their lineup. You, again, you lose Riley Smith in the offseason, but you bring back so much of your championship team, and then you also have younger guys that are wanting to push for that spot. Um, I, I think that there's a lot of different directions you can go, but you've also got the ability to kind of keep things status quo and fill in the spots around where – you need to find things. 
and you can still have your fourth line of Will Carrier, Nick Waugh, and Keegan Colsar and know that it can go out there and dominate. Like, those are the options on the table for Bruce Cassidy. Brett Howden. Mm-hmm. That was a late ad. Yeah. With Chandler Stevenson and, and Mark Stone. Right. And it worked. It did. But late as in back half of the season. Sure. He made he made the rest of it work mm-hmm. because he fit in well with Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone. Mm-hmm. That's on Brett Howden to play to that level again. I agree, yeah. To make sure that Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone are productive, that you don't have have that urge to move Chandler to the wing and jack up mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with... Uh, Ivan Barbashev. Yeah, that's going to be big. With with Jonathan Marchessault and Jack Eichel. Do they produce at the same level? You got Jack and Marchessault who were 1-2 in Conn Smythe. If, if that works and they're going, great. Mm-hmm. If it's not, it's probably going to be Barbashev who's going to be moved around. You're going to put somebody else on, on that top sure, line. Yeah. So uh, I, I think... Look, they're going to start that way. Yeah, I'd be shocked if if it went any other direction other than to because they're not in the same group or something like that, or they just want them to be, hey, yeah, let's uh, let's be focused during training camp, and the best way to do that is put you with different people and 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 uh, and make sure that you're uh, ready to go or mm-hmm. the first four days uh, of training camp. But I, I I would anticipate that they're going to go with what we saw. Uh, back in uh, at the end of the season. so, But it's in- incumbent on the Barbershevs and the Howdens and whoever is on that second line with, with William Carlson mm-hmm. uh, to, to be able to make that work. Well, it's a, it's a big training camp for Michael Amadio, right? He mm-hmm. carved his spot out alongside William Carlson and Riley Smith. He was, he was an everyday in-the-lineup player. He was on the ice. And in that game when the Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup, like this is an opportunity for Michael Amadio to seize that spot alongside William Carlson if everything else works out the way but that you like it that to. that line's got the the most flex in it. Yeah, absolutely. Because Amadio is in, is out. Mm-hmm. He's up, he's down. Consistency. And he's a player that, that I think Bruce Cassidy really likes. Yeah. But he's also a player that Bruce has motivated mm-hmm. with ice time mm-hmm. or uh, used lineup uh, decisions to get going. Mm-hmm. Now, if if Amadio continues to develop that 82-game type like uh, consistency, it's not a factor. Mm-hmm. But it's not just, just Michael and, and William, yeah. uh, Wild Bill. It's who's the other guy on that line. Sure, yeah. And you have a handful of options there. Yeah. And if that doesn't work, it starts to affect mm-hmm. the other units. Yeah. But I I look at it and I say, they're returning everybody, minus Riley Smith. Yeah, 100%. D pairings will be the same. Yeah. Goalies will be LT and, and Aiden Hill. Mm-hmm. But up front, there's the potential for a, more of a different look than you would – naturally believe that's where the storylines are going to lie for the golden starting Knights. on the on the on the line two wing mm-hmm. yep replacing riley smith absolutely and then everybody else has to play to, to maintain their spot yep 
who do you think ends up playing on opening night? So camp hasn't started. We're, we're camp started, but ice times haven't hadn't practiced haven't sure, started. Sure. Sure. Who's if the lines are all the same, mm-hmm. minus looking for a Riley Smith replacement mm-hmm. on opening night? There's there's so much that can happen here. It's just a fun exercise. Yeah. You're basically just picking your favorite or who you think could uh, be be the person. Who who's that player on uh, October 10th? So like I I'm going to go Max Comtois. I like you bring him in on a PTO. I think you trust in his ability as someone that's got a ton of NHL experience. You know the high offensive upside that he's got. This is a big opportunity for him. I'm expecting him to have a really good camp. So right now, kind of going into, you know, on the eve of training camp, I I think Max Comtois is, is probably one of those players that if he's got a great camp, he's going to be in the lineup. There's no wrong answer here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Chapman, who do you think ends up on that uh, other side with William Carlson and Michael Amadio if it all comes back status quo? Well, that was going to be my pick as well. But. I don't want to pick the same person as Ryan. So he's off the board. Max is off the board. For the for the sake of the exercise, I'm gonna go with Pavel Dorfeyev. I think we saw glimpses of what he could potentially be last season. I think Bruce Cassidy, when you hear him talk about Dorfeyev, he seems to really, really like the player. So I think for the sake of the exercise and not picking the same person as Ryan, I'm gonna go with Dorfeyev. And and a lot of the time for Pavel was alongside William Carlson. So it makes sense. Yeah, that's he was with Riley. Yeah. And and, yeah. And, and, I, and, I, and I'll add that I, I feel like having another Russian player on the roster and in the lineup will help Dorfeyev grow because I feel like there's a connection. Even though they're not going to play on the same line, there's someone that he could kind of look up to and, and, and maybe feel very comfortable going to if there's, if there's issues that arise and he maybe needs some help with something. I feel like having... An experienced two-time Stanley Cup winning Russian player in the lineup helps Dorfeyev. I think you're reaching with that. I might be. But but I I get the Dorfeyev angle. I don't think it comes down to language or No, no, no. But I I think but he he will feel comfortable with, with Barbachev there. I'll go Paul Cotter. Yeah. I mean, there's there's three options, right? Yeah. That that we we all can see. And there is no right answer because all three of those guys can Paul Cotter wasn't in the lineup in the playoffs. Yeah. Paul Cotter played 50 games last year Mm -hmm. as a rookie in the National Hockey League and acquitted himself better as the season went along when he wasn't scoring. Mm -hmm. When he was scoring, when he was going, we we love him. Yeah. But to be able to play and be impactful when you're not lighting the lamp uh, is, is a process that every player has to work through yeah. and become impactful. I think I got better at that uh, as as the season went down down the stretch drive. And now that he's been through it before, he's been in the National Hockey League for the whole year. He wants to be a guy that plays every night. Yeah. And I'm excited to see how Paul Cotter comes back, not as the fun cool energy rookie Mm -hmm. in Paul Cotter, but the Stanley cup champion second year NHL veteran Paul Cotter.
there's there's going to be hung- hunger attached to that. I think there's there's growth there. Yeah. In that, Max Comtois is in a new situation. Dorofiev is is still a rookie. Mm-hmm. Paul Cotter's got the advantage there. He should. Max is a, a top prospect. Yeah. Comtois. Yeah. Dorofiev, very talented. But Paul Cotter, I think, should have the same as the goaltending battle a year ago. Yeah. Logan Thompson mm-hmm. had the extra edge, a slight edge on Aiden Hill yeah, because of what he had done the year before with these guys. What's the likelihood, just as we sit here right now, mm-hmm. that two of those guys are in the lineup? I, outside of injury, mm. no chance. No chance. Fair. I, Outside of injury, now you could say Amadio. Yeah, does he play? Does, does he play well enough? Right. In training camp, to to do that. Mm-hmm. My hope is that he takes the confidence of what he learned last year, yeah. and is doesn't need those reminders or those little breaks in 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 the schedule, rests, uh, healthy scratches. Uh, just to give you a little nudge. Sure. My hope is he doesn't need that. Mine too. But that's the only that's the only area. Yeah. It not happen on the fourth line. No. Not happen on the top line. And and I love just just the Brett Howden maturity that yeah. uh, that we saw in his game. I'd be really surprised if it happened there uh, on that side of it. I agree with that. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, when we continue, it's it's going to be a show full of just little one timers, little news and notes that are popped in because with training camps uh, and media days happening around the league, there's a lot of little tidbits uh, that happen. Uh, we'll get to that as we continue on the VGK Insider Show in Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 13:40 AM. Got to get a clock in here. Okay, that's that's your job. If we're not here tomorrow, we're at Studio 31 uh, attending training camp. Mm. Chapman, you're still going to be here. Yes. Operating the show. I will. That'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. Find a clock. I will see what I can do. You know, years well, ago, to be, they... to be fair, I the clock's not going to help you. If we're in in a different location, no, but it'll be we'll we'll have it ready by to go the time we get back on on Monday. Yeah, yeah. that's because if if I wait till to tell him for Monday, that's true. What happened yesterday well. with the interviews? He was <laughs> scrambling around, and even, the interviews happened the day before. Five minutes to show. Yeah. Wait. So what interviews? So in years past, where do I find those interviews? They gave me. <laughs> The company credit card to go to Target and buy a clock. Oh, really? So I'm hoping that maybe I can do that same thing. What again. happened to the clock that was in here? I don't know. Hold on, I have a question. Do you have a Do you have a clock in front of you? Uh there's a clock right here. Yeah, it says 444 and 30 seconds. 444 31 seconds here. So you could give us like hand signals. Yeah, but you guys get going. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to. That's not going to work for me. No, because I get nervous when he's trying to bring in a plane. He's on the tarmac. Well, he's like, if, he's if, one of the he's one of the ground crew. If we standardized the hand signals, that's not going to happen. It doesn't that's work. Not going to work no, at all. Okay. all right. No. Trying to it's, come up in, with a solution. In theory, that's great. Work. Like a floor director. Yeah. In, in television, 
I, I worked with a floor director once in Edmonton when I was doing local sports, a half-hour show, mm-hmm. and I'd never worked with a floor director before <laughs> because you've got your IFE. I just take counts from from the control room, yeah. the the PA, which does all the counting, or the or the producer. This person shows up, starts floor directing, and he was energetic, and he was like just fired up doing all these things. And I finally told him, I said, I, you know what I'm going to do? Our show was from 11 to 11.30 at night, mm-hmm. and it was the last show. I'm going to give you every night off. I'm going to let you go home early. <laughs> All right? <laughs> I, I'm going to be a great guy yeah. and say, you get to go home half an hour early sure. every night because you're driving me crazy over there, yeah. distracting me. He was doing like the he like the sign guy, you know, they, they spin stuff, the yeah, signs yeah, around. Yeah. He was trying to do all that, and he'd throw a, like a shoulder roll in, and he'd give me the – and I don't even know what the two fists together mean, and, and I can do a 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Yeah, yeah, that makes but, sense. But the 45 and all this stuff, and he's pointing to the camera. I'm like, I know the cam- I'm on camera. I can see myself on camera. So I, and I isn't there him. a light on the camera anyway? Yeah. Yeah, tally light. I'm a little we have bummed. have it on here. Yeah. I'm a little bummed I didn't have my camera ready to go for all of your uh, gesticulations. Oh, it was fantastic. It, was great. It, it just bugged me. It threw me off. It distracted me. So I gave uh, Ted. Yeah? Ted. We didn't see a lot of each other after that. Is he still working he, in television he in was, Edmonton? I, I, he didn't think you were such a nice guy? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah. He didn't appreciate the fact that I told them. That his job wasn't required. Your job is annoying <laughs> me. Your presence is not required. See, the problem is if I start doing the hand signal stuff, I'll just be replaced. Because this job is required. Hey, no, but, oh. Chapman, just go home early. It, yeah, You're I'm good. not I'm not required, but I didn't have someone is something re- at you. Not not in a bad way, yeah. but wow. to tell you to stop that it. That big gulp. <laughs> I like my big gulp. That's like a dollar fifty well spent. Is that like a diet coke or? That's a diet coke. Diet coke. Yeah. I'll switch it up to to some other flavors once I get into it. I don't go to Seven Eleven at all during the uh, the summer. Really, mm-hmm. I get the odd mm-hmm. slushy at uh, Terribles or whatever near my house, or from the Stanley Cup, uh, uh, or the Stanley Cup <laughs> with Zach White Cloud. But 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 this <laughs> this is part of my my ritual of doing our show. Yeah, I need every day. I, I need my soda uh, just to to stand here and they, my my buddies down the street. They're they're awesome, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Way hey, the show's starting!" There, welcome back. Uh, I think they've got it on in in in, in the show in Seven Eleven. Yeah, cool. Why wouldn't you? This one right here, right over there. I know the yeah, guys yeah. used to listen to us. The old owners of, of that Seven Eleven used to listen to us. There's not owners of Seven Eleven, is there? There's Isn't they're, they're owned by a company. No, they're franchised. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, individual store owners. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty I sure. Know that. It's like McDonald's. Individual. Like I grew up. with I the Seven Elevens were owned, owned by the Seven Eleven Corp. I don't know. No, no, they're they're franchised out. Mm. I need to get one of those then. Free slushies. Brandon Manitoba, my friend. Would you guys put a, a Slurpee machine in your house if you could? Hundred percent. A hundred percent. No. I I what why no? Because I would spend so much money replacing the Slurpee that I just spent all day drinking. Like I would drink so much of it that I'd have to basically replace it every single day. I'd have to put new Slurpee Listen, stuff in. If you're, if you're in a position in your life where you can have a Slurpee machine in your house, you're doing pretty good. It's not going to be a, a, an issue for you to have to replace the stuff. Okay. Like, but you're fine in that I, regard. I would prefer to have one of those freestyle soda machines where you could mix and oh, match. Soda stream? 
No, no, oh, no. no. It's, it's like a fountain. The fountain soda yeah. where, like, you if you want Coke, you can get vanilla Coke or cherry vanilla Coke yeah. or, or cherry Coke. We used Coke to call or... that swamp water. What? I don't know what? why it was called that. Like, when you mix all the different pop together. Oh, all the swamp water. yes. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't remember I do what that. I do, do the Dr. Pepper with the with the Diet Coke. I mean, just to give it a little bit of a little, little, yeah. little yeah. Uh, what's the clock say? It says 449, <laughs> 13 seconds. All right, we're going to take a break. In hour number two, a lot of the league news that came down today in the opening of training camp. And we have four tickets to give away to next Wednesday's first home game for the Vegas Golden Knights in the preseason uh, against the Los Angeles Kings. And we will do that at some point in hour number two, 702-876-1340. We will open up the phones. And we will invite you to call, and you can have all four tickets. And I'm going to remind you about the television process uh, that's going to occur on Saturday and Sunday if you want to watch the Vegas Golden Knights game because it's on a uh, new uh, platform uh, with Scripps Sports uh, handling things, and we're excited about that uh, process and uh, that relationship. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.